Welcome to Film Shapes, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the 50th episode of Film Shapes. With me for this landmark event, a Roly. Hi, Roly. And and Ben, how are you going? Uh, very well. I didn't realise I was uh, on such an auspicious episode. Now, for this, the sixth non-cinema episode, we'll be talking about Capernaum. Uh, this is a Lebanese social drama directed by Nadine Labaki and starring some really fantastic non-actors, uh, specifically Zain El-Rafia, who plays the lead character. Um, what are your thoughts on this film, gentlemen? Roly. Oh, it's pretty bleak, isn't it? Mm. Um, it, yeah, I'm not sure how to describe it. It's it's a pretty intense watch. Uh, it kind of just makes you feel guilty for living in a place with uh, running water on some level and just not having to survive out on a street mm. when you're 11 years old. It's yes. awful, really. On that level, it's, it's an awful film to watch. But at mm. the same time, there's... Um, there's a lot of good elements in there that that make it really special as well. So that that was my kind of reading on it. Okay, Ben, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I largely agree. Uh, a, a, an unrelentingly bleak film, but um, one that I thought was a very, you know, uh, insightful and powerful work of uh, social realism. And um, yeah, I mean, as you pointed out, some incredible performances uh, from from some of the actors in the film, particularly uh, Zane, uh, and also, I mean, that that baby was <laughs> incredible. Like, I just ask about that, but yeah, maybe a bit later. Um, yeah, but um, the overall, I mean, it was it was a it was a difficult watch, um, but uh, I think a, a, a an edifying one. Mm. Do, uh, I I was thinking about this um, for, for for a film with so much bleakness and so, so many horrible things going on in it do you think it kind of it, it ended up quite hopeful and it sort of made the lighter moments feel better mm. does that make sense for you guys i think it, it definitely it ended on well without um a spoiler it ended on mm. a facial expression didn't it yeah and, yeah and that facial expression really left a tone to the end of the film that it, because it's the last thing you remember from the film, I think it's just the smallest thing, you know, right at the end. But it helps, doesn't it, to to put a pos positive spin on spin on it afterwards? Yeah, it was. It, it's that, and they did hold that a long time as well. But it's not just that; mm. it's the fact that, yeah, there's without going, we don't really need to spoil this one. But without going into it, some there are some moments of, you know, sheer horror. But it, it, it for the main protagonist it seems like i don't know if you can call it hopeful but things are not as bad as they could be do you think well, he, yeah i mean i suppose it, i think it is meant to give a sense of hope um, mm. and that you know that like maybe his life going forward can progress but then like i don't know if you look at the the, the rest of the message of the film that like this is just an endemic situation for all of these people's lives and like you know, we've got one kid who's, you know, his his 
you know, the, the, the culmination of the story for him is that he gets an identification card and is put into the system. But, and, you know, like there is hopefulness in that, but if the rest of the film is showing us the absolute squalor and dejectedness of so many people's lives, it doesn't really suggest a good resolution for anybody else. Mm. Yeah. And, and one point that, that I thought of during the middle when he meets a girl from, from Syria, I thought, fuck, there's worse than this. I mean, she's come, she's come to this place for, you know, for, for her um, future, for her hope. But, wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, her situation might have been, you know, previous to the war in Syria, she might have had a very nice life. Or I'm not sure, but you get, you get mm. the impression maybe her, her parents have been killed or something where Zane's parents are just shit parents. You know, I don't know how you feel about them in the end, but... You know, yeah. is there any room for for liking the parents at all? I mean, not for me. Oh, his mom brings in that candy when he's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking more in the courtroom where where she describes how you know how could her life have been any different? Yeah, she's had the same upbringing. You know, it's a generational problem. But but yet Zane, you know, he's a the tenacious little guy isn't he you know he just yeah. through life regardless and you know what would what would your daily life look like if if we were a bit more like him you know be mm. quite probably yeah yeah that's true um uh, uh, as well as i mean the, uh, of course throughout all this bleakness i i found myself laughing a bit i don't know if, if especially um probably because it was so dark and so much mm. shit going on when there's when there's a little moment of light, it, it, it sort of released some giggles. Um, specifically that cockroach man and the corn cob lady. Yeah. Um, when they were trying to fake sponsor um, Rahil in yeah. that little interview, that was hilarious, That's I thought. Phone number. It what's, was. The, what's the phone number? He's got to think, an old man's got to think on his feet. It's like 09345. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> she, she says that. Yeah, he's Armenian. That you know, you don't have to take his yeah. word for word. Yeah, <laughs> but it was funny. But it was on that knife edge as well because, like, there was the real tension there of if that the old man fucks up, which he did. Like, yeah. like in the next shot, it's like, well, he's lucky we, he didn't call the police. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, a pretty pretty good scene, though. I thought, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and of course, there's a lot of like those really cute moments between the two young actors. Yeah, which I mean, how how did they? get that little baby to that was that baby oh, acting yeah that's well, incredible kid in those situations i think it was all pretty like you know sort of like almost documentary-esque in some ways in that i don't know that, that kid knew he was acting it's more directing i guess than acting getting the kid to play with the baby and just you know in just the right way and then the you know the the ability of the uh, zane what's zane's actor name sorry i haven't got it um, Zane. Zane. Yeah. Zane as well. well yeah, yeah. Zane to play with the other boy in such a way that that it does elicit the response that the story needs at that time. So well done. Yeah. Just a falling of the cards that it just happened to work with that particular kid at that age. And I thought one thing I thought was interesting in this film was the willingness of Zane to, um, that which would be, awful if it was done by an adult in any circumstance, but the willingness of him to steal from other children. Yes. 
um, and the, for the audience to be okay with that, I think. So mm. They're probably slightly more privileged, and he needs that skateboard a little more than that kid does. They def- he definitely needed the bottle of milk more than the other kid does, even though mm. they decided not to drink it, but so on. Yeah, that bit that that didn't bother me as much as other things like I don't know the 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 kids smoking and you know getting smacked and all this kind of stuff. That it was pretty close to you know whoops. Can we? Is this allowed? Are we mm. actually allowed to be filming this? You know. So. Well, I mean, I did wonder that about some of like this is not a film that I think could have been made. Um, you know, in Australia, for example, mm. of production laws regarding like children in films whereas you know like there's a shot where he ties that baby up with a rope and the baby's just crawling was, on the ground and it's like they just they actually just did that like of course yeah yeah oh, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah we have to that was hard to watch wasn't it yeah. yeah absolutely and like when the when the baby like starts running towards the road like it was the start of this film that was just like not difficult to watch in a like I, you know, uh, it, it's a work of fiction sense. Difficult to watch it like a, oh, this production is horrifying yeah. sense. They're right? skating, yeah. That, yeah. That, that road scene, yeah, that was worrying because I thought a lot of the dudes that are looking on, uh, do they even know, are they, is this a little bit like, like, um, you know, the Nouvelle Vague? Are they even realizing that there's a film going on here or that what, what's yeah, happening? Again, what, did you have a, a name for that? I was wondering did, because I was thinking oh, it's not, Veritas, is it? It's the oh, it's just the new wave, the French new wave, the Nouvelle Vague, where they would especially um, oh, Godard, I guess, would just take his camera into the street and people are staring into the camera, going, "What, what the hell's going on here?" You know, it had that feel about it for sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was well, when I the kid ran out onto the road. I thought, "Oh, hang on." Yeah, I read something that they shot about like five hundred hours of uh, footage for this, which would lead me to think that they're not, you know, like. That it had, you know, it's it's a lot more, yeah, documentary style, just like filming on location, probably mm. semi-improvised kind of stuff. I would I would imagine that's how you would do it if you were going to shoot that quantity of footage. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, it's it's uh, some of it's quite amazing stuff. Um, um, we mentioned the sister at all. Hmm. Um. Well, uh, if we could, well, we can think, spoil. Well, d- just the. A lot of the film hinges on this, <clears throat> on this marriage that you know, this eleven-year-old girl being married off to someone. So, I think yeah, I think we'll have to. Yeah, let, let's let's put a little spoiler on now. If you don't want to hear what happened, really a spoiler, or you know, you don't have to say what happens to her. Oh, okay, but that's kind of why he's in prison when you come around to it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it's quite difficult yeah. to discuss the part of the film without. Because it is sort of the inciting incident that leads to him. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I mean, we haven't even talked about this. This, the the reason the film starts like like in a court. It's kind of because he's um suing his folks for bringing him into the world without mm. his permission. Yeah. Um, and you know he he's in prison because he stabbed some dickhead, some some geezer who married his sister at the age of eleven. Mm. And Rolly? <laughs> uh, yeah. What did he? What did the kid say? The guy was a cocksucker. Yeah, asshole or son of a bitch or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was cocksucker for some reason. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, but yeah. that is, and yeah, it it did lead, uh, you know, it did lead me to do a bit of research. You know, what is the legal age for marriage? Because when when the judge was talking to the guy about, oh, did you think it was okay to marry this eleven year old girl? Mm. My mother in law got married at eleven. It's like, well, is this how it rolls in in Lebanon? I'm not so sure. And looking it up, you know, they do have a legal age of marriage, which is eighteen. But okay. But there's a lot of uh, within that, I think, depending on who you are and if the parents agree, there's a lot of ways that they can get around it. So, Really? Interesting to, um, yeah. And should be said, the same is true of America. And I think there's about 27 states in the USA where if depending on uh, parental and judicial agreements, kids can, there, there's no minimum age for marriage. So what? kids as young as 13 can be married in the USA today. Mm. Okay, thanks. Whatever the else that's going on in the world at the moment, do we need to? Yeah. <laughs> well, I say, well, this is something that only happens in Middle Eastern countries because mm. you know, it's not. Yeah, horrible. Um, the 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 two things are just yeah. Anyway, so that's the basically the reason he's in prison because he stabbed this geezer uh, that married his sister and caused her death. Um, and there's the sort of crux of the whole film. That's why he went finally snapped, basically. Um, but I thought that guy would have been dead. He wasn't. He came to court, which you yeah. know, means he didn't do quite the job that he was trying to do. Yeah, but... he got five years for stabbing this guy um, who didn't die. I'm, yeah. By the looks of it, perhaps, was paralysed from the waist down. But, like, uh, this guy who married an 11-year-old admitted so to a judge <laughs> in court. Yes. Yeah. And the kid's what? maybe 11 12 he's yeah, in 12, prison yeah. this other guy's free yeah very strange system but yeah um the these court scenes oh, Rolly, do you remember the film called the insult that we watched a couple of years yeah, ago for the pod well that was a lebanese film yeah. yeah yep yeah and that sort of reminded me of that a little bit yeah i noticed these films that are made in the country of where they are set don't have the same yellow tint to them do they as As one listener pointed out last week with extraction why do country why do these foreign countries why are they always represented with a yellow tint on the film Mm. yeah okay i think you've basically answered that (laughs) film from there no yellow tint in this film yeah good point yeah Mm. um sorry but yeah it did remind me uh, quite a lot of the insult on some levels, but yeah, yeah, and it wasn't um, there wasn't as as much courtroom drama as I figured there might be, and this it, it sort of left the courtroom for a long time, but um, but that that whole conceit of like suing your parents for you know not giving not giving you the choice to be born, mm. um, did you remember like last year there was a court case about this in India, no. some. Some Indian dude in his twenties actually sued his parents for for that. Right. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that case. I guess it was yeah. just sort of it's, thrown away. I but. mean, it is an interesting philosophical question uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, um, yeah, I mean, no one no one can choose to be born, and uh, life involves a great deal of suffering and ultimately pain and death. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it would have been nice to get the option, I suppose. Yeah, well, this um, I, I read something about this. The mother of 
of the the guy, the Indian fellow who started suing his parents, mm-hmm. she said something online about um, the, she said it's quite it's quite game of him to try this as his parents are both lawyers and I'd be willing to if he could come up with some way that we could have asked his permission, then I'd be willing to you know give him some credit. You don't see that as kind of flippant though, Rolly. I think the judge was a bit flippant with the case, to be honest. You know, he kind of brushed it off. I don't think they really uh, heard – I don't think they gave it a proper hearing. Yeah, actually, do we know the outcome of that case? It's still – No. They had a on the way. Yeah, that's true. It's never resolved. And, I mean, I, what can the judge actually do? I don't think it's legal to put an injunction on people having children, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Yeah, I guess well, he could just drag the case on a bit longer and, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, but I, yeah. Some of what, what I found hard to watch about this film was the, the kind of the normality with which all these horrors unfold and the people around them are just acting like, it, you know, it's nothing, nothing new to see a, a baby tied to a chain in the street. You know, no one's going to stop and help that baby because it's just some poor kid's brother or something no one no one really comes into yeah it just seems so normal to the society that it's kind of invisible right right yeah there was a point where he's trying to get back into his into his shanty um and because he's left his money in there right when someone's locked it up and chucked the their gear outside and he's trying to break in and the woman next door was just having none of it and just just laying into him (laughs) for no reason with baby so, in the end, nice. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a bit of an eye opener. Good to see these kind of films that we we kind of you know we see a lot of American stuff and British and some Australian and we don't see that many Middle Eastern films, I guess, or South American or you know places where we if we're we're actually in there, we'd be going fuck. Well, let's get out of here, you know. I, I don't know about you guys, but I think I would. I think it'd be well, horrible to be doing be that there. in USA as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair point. Yeah. Um, well, guys, just quickly, the significance of the title. Oh, what it's a port. It's a so it's, it's a it's a town uh, on the north shore of the um, uh, Galilee, port, isn't port, it? Yeah, the Sea of Galilee. Mm. Um, and I believe it's where the Apostle Matthew was from. And I, I, I did a little bit of research on this today. Um, Jesus performed some miracles there, and I believe later on he cursed it. Uh, and and in pretty, <laughs> he, he brings up the he brings up that. Gomorrah, I believe, in, in reference to it, and says right. uh, this place is worse than Gomorrah, um, or maybe Sodom, one of the two. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty it's pretty harsh word there for old from old Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Uh, <laughs> some miracles there. Didn't like it afterwards. Mm. <laughs> Put a curse on it. I didn't know he was into the voodoo and shit like that. Was he? Yeah, cursing I don't know shit. If it was a curse in terms of like a hex or a. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's it's a town, or it's a, it, well, if it, w- it was a town anyway, it's still mm. around there. But apparently, it's. It means something like a disorderly accumulation of objects. Yeah, I, I saw that in a couple of reviews uh, I looked at, yeah. but I couldn't actually find that definition anywhere else on the internet. So yeah, I think Vulture dot com said that, and yeah. I, I read somewhere else that it's in general it just means chaos. Now it's come to mean that. Right. Maybe that's from all that shit that Big J got up to there. You know, fucking doing <laughs> miracles and then cursing the place and bringing 
lots of wasps and shit down there or something. I don't know. But you know, it maybe it's it's it is the chaos of, of that town that they that they figure Beirut modern society is, I suppose. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned um yet, Shady. I've just uh, pulled something up here that oh. this film was the highest grossing Arabic film and the highest grossing Middle Eastern film of all time. Well, <clears throat> it's in my notes. Uh, I, was, I was just about to get to this because... I thought I'd lead you in. There. Yeah, thank you. Um, is it, that doesn't sound so strange until you, until you read a bit deeper that actually 54 or so million of, of these, um, this revenue, came from China. Hmm. Now, right. that's a huge chunk, right? Take that out. And the rest are like, I don't know, 2 million from France, 1 million from Italy, etc. But 54 million from China. What are they getting out of it? Well, I'm sure there's, you know, a country of more than a billion people. I'm sure there's a few art house cinema snobs there. Yeah, you'd have to, yeah. But... The size of the market, I think. Yeah, you, you think, if you think, you know, 0.5% of the Chinese population is into foreign films, that's a pretty big market. Yeah, yeah. Unlike true. here where it's very, it's probably, yeah, less of a niche than it is here. Mm. But but that this seems odd. I mean, why... Did did they cut some sort of great deal with with a Chinese distributor or something? I, I guess it's maybe. I mean, it won the jury prize at Cannes. Like maybe it just got picked up by a distributor there. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's not so shocking. I just thought it might have been some sort of fudge. It's a, you know some sort of conspiracy going through my mind there. For sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this Corona thinking that's uh, got you thinking? No, I won't have any of that. But I will. <laughs> I will go down a rabbit hole for fifty-four million. <laughs> coming from China for this film. Um, no, I mean, it's, yeah, maybe a lot of people dug it. Yeah. In China, it debuted at number two behind Avengers Endgame. <laughs> and, and spread by word of mouth on Chinese social media, including TikTok. Okay. So maybe it's really popular among 11 and 12-year-olds? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they can see someone in their own image, you know, with Zane in there. He's about that age. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen the film in a long time, but were there any echoes of Children of God in this film? Did it feel the kid seems about the same age? Yeah, but it didn't have that, like, you know, Children of God has that. But what's this? What you, what's Children of God? God? Was it Children of God or City of God? City of oh, God. Oh, okay. The Brazilian film. Yeah. Or no, that, I remember that being just full on violent. Everybody was yeah. popping everybody's ass, you know? Like it was, it was similar in that it was showing a very uh, grim view of like poverty, but it was a lot more, yeah, like, like I want to say it wasn't like fun or anything, but it had a lot more like a high paced kind of action element to it. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was more focused on the criminal gangs and yeah, gun elements as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and um, and everybody seemed to have a gun, whereas in this film nobody had a gun, so. That could have made for a really depressing film. Though. Shit, yeah. yeah. Well, yes. fact, I mean, we don't actually see any scenes of violence in the film, like the, where he stabs the guy, like that happens off screen. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's around a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, but, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, well, guys, I think we'll probably leave it there. Thank you very much for tonight. Uh, okay. we'll, see you, uh, we'll see you again another time. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.